The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Hello, hello, the mobile world. It isn't coming. It's already here. It's a fact of business your company has got to deal with. And it's a very serious game. You'd better be playing to win. That means you need to get the right information in the right format to the right people at the right place and the right time. Woohoo! According to communications researcher Maribel Lopez, businesses face a dynamic landscape where both customer and employee demands are changing. There are three market shifts driving this change, mobile, social, and cloud. I'm sure you've all heard that, but we want to expand on this a little bit. And SAP communication strategist Bob Evans says, here's a lovely contraction-y, acronym-y thing. I love the way Bob says that. Moco Solo, that's mobile, collaboration, social, and localization. Bob warns, forget the dumb term, but think hard about understanding all of the implications those forces will bring to bear on mobile behavior, mobile expectations, mobile experiences, and mobile commerce. So pour a cup of whatever you're drinking and get the real scoop from our panel of experts today on mobility goes to the mall, the hotel, and the airport. Welcome. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Happy to be here today. And I'd like to just give a quick overview of my very talented panelists, two of whom I've already mentioned. Bob Evans is Vice President of Strategic Communications for SAP. He's helped to create a new 50-person team woohoo, within the marketing organization called Customer Central. He writes a widely read business innovation column for Forbes.com. And he used to be in his other life. He covered business technology world as a primary analyst and blogger for Information Week, and I have a dozen copies of that sitting here on my radio show desk. Welcome, Bob. In just a minute, Maribel Lopez, founder of Lopez Research, has observed, commented on, and engaged in the massive shifts in communication technologies for over two decades. Previously, she spent over a decade as an analyst at Forrester Research. She also worked for IDC and gained her practical marketing experience at Motorola and Shiva Corporation. Joining us also today is Brent Leary. His bio is so big I can't even get my arms around it, but basically you need to know he's a co-founder and partner of CRM Essentials LLC based in Atlanta. He co-authored Barack 2.0. You know who Barack is. Social Media Lessons for Small Business. He's been recognized as one of Inside CRM's 
ranks 25 most influential industry leaders. He's got a radio show. He writes for CRM Magazine, MyCustomer.com, and Inc.com. More about Brent later. And rounding out our panel is Mimi Spear, Head of Solution Marketing for Mobile Analytics. That's a mouthful, Mimi, for SAP. She spent nearly 20 years strategizing, building, launching, and implementing software apps for world-class enterprise companies, including Oracle, Business Objects, Hyperion, and SAP. And also among her credentials is she's a CPA, Certified Public Accountant, in California. That's my panel. I want you to all tweet your comments, your questions to pound sign SAP Radio. And we'd love to know what you're drinking today, pound sign SAP Radio Coffee. Okay, let's get this party started. Bob Evans, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me here on Coffee Break. Talk to me about Moco Solo. What is this all about, Bob Evans? Bonnie, thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And it, it is a wild subject. Um, I, I want to just very quickly toss out a couple numbers that maybe will put that whole Moco Solo in a, in a little context. Uh, in the last quarter, ended December 31st, Apple sold 37 million iPhones for revenue of about over $24 billion. So if you look at that on an annualized basis, Apple's iPhone business, not all of Apple, just their iPhone business is bigger Mm -hmm. now than Microsoft. Mm. Um, They're selling 17,000 phones an hour in that quarter. So this is global. It's in some of the fastest-growing markets in the world. The expectation, I think, among so many people now is this is the way they communicate, this is the way they do business, this is the way they buy things, the way they consume entertainment and media. Uh, along with that, it's how they share ideas with friends through collaboration and social. And more and more, I think, um, the intelligence that streams into and out of these devices constantly is going to alert us to shopping deals, restaurants, you know, where you can, where your friends are, where your meetings are, what's going on here. So that, uh, that crunch of things into that fairly ugly acronym, Bonnie, I think really pulls together <laughs> the ideas of saying how profoundly the uh, mobile technology is changing every facet of our lives. Great point. And, Bob, you also, uh, before the show, we were chatting about who is mobile today and who cut their teeth on the mobile world. And you pointed out that high school students today and many college students have never known anything but the mobile world. Bob, this is huge. These people, either they have already ka-ching and jingle in their pocket to spend or they're on their way, hopefully, to good jobs and they will be the big consuming base coming up, consumer base. So it's very important that businesses talk to them. Would you agree? Uh, certainly do, Bonnie. And, uh, th- you know, they are um, almost come from a world where they, they, as you pointed out, they haven't known anything else. If you use the word wireless around teenagers, they'll look at you funny and say, well, wireless is like as opposed to what? Um, it's just a different <laughs> mindset, and I think the uh, it is, it's an expression of who they are. It's an expression of how they want to be. It's an, it is the device through which they're going to engage with businesses. So it's not just a thing to send coupons to or alerts. It's really something much more profound than that, and I think businesses have to understand that it's almost like a generational thing. Here's how I deal with people of a certain age and above, middle-aged folks, young adults, and then teenagers. It's it's going to be very interesting to see what the different marketing and uh, communication strategies are for each of those different sets of wired mentalities. Oh, I like that wired mentalities. That's a new one for me. We have to rem- we have to tweet that one today, Bob. And I'm going to ask our second panelist to join us briefly, Maribel Lopez. Welcome to the show. You had another interesting quote. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about your perspective on Moco Solo, whatever 
par- whatever permutation of those terms you'd like to say. Hi, Maribel. Hi. Yeah, I think the real problem is that people still view mobile as devices, and they view them as smartphones and tablets. And I think that mobile does three things. It changes what you connect, it changes how you connect, and it changes, as Bob mentioned, how you transact uh, business. And in this particular case, I'll talk about, since uh, Bob talked a little bit about what's going on in the consumer landscape. So we are now in a landscape where we're connecting tablets and smartphones, but also sensors. Um, We're in a landscape where it's the first time that Microsoft is not the underlying technology for all the software that's being written. And it's the first time that we really have some good context about who the user is, where they are, what they're doing. And if we can pull that together, we can really change the customer experience. Thank you. And when you talk about changing the customer experience, can a business even think of surviving today without having a mobile strategy, Maribel? Is it possible they could even do anything more than just walk in traffic and even that much if they aren't thinking big? Um, Actually, mobile is the business. It's not a sideline thing that you do. It's an integral part of business, and we need to really rethink all of our processes, apps, and what kind of devices we use based on the fact that the world is mobile now. It's gone mobile whether we liked it or not. There you go. Fact of life, absolutely. And speaking of fact of life, let's bring on Brent Leary to join this party. Brent, I have a great quote from you. You say, customers will never eat out of the palm of your hands if you don't show up in the palm of their hands first. Talk about profound. Welcome, Brent. How are you today? I'm doing great, Bonnie. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, pleasure. Talk to me. Palm of the hands. We're talking about (laughs) mobile devices. We're talking about everything. Give me a little perspective and background on this wonderful quote, please. Well, I think as as both Bob and Maribel said, I mean, the world is not going mobile. It is mobile. And I think one of the things that really hit home for me uh, was over the Christmas holiday, uh, going in my parents' house and going to the kitchen table. You know, you have the traditional... uh, picture of nice big dinner, Christmas tree, and all the trimmings of Christmas. Well, uh, in addition to that, I go and I see my dad working on his iPad and my mom working on her Kindle Fire, downloading, reading. And so if that doesn't tell you that things have changed, it, it, a lot of people talk about the uh, Generation Y and, and the younger generations and how mobile they are. Well, you know, my parents are generation octogenarian, so it, it was really fascinating to see how not only are they adopting mobile technologies, but they're really accelerating it and using it for things that, uh, you know, would have been unimaginable just a few years ago. So you have to think about this in terms of how much people love their mobile devices, how much they depend on them. They're growing even more dependent on them as more applications come out and are easier to use and easier to get. And so if you don't find a way to get into the palm of their hands, which is where their attention is, you're missing out on a huge opportunity for interaction and engagement. And I think, uh, as as Maribel said, uh, it's already taking place. You have to figure out and maybe lead with that mobile strategy and build out from there at this point. Thanks, Brent. And I'm going to add one more talking point before we bring Mimi on because we want to get her in this segment. Brent told me, March Madness on-demand case study. Everybody get ready for this. The NCAA tournament got its highest TV ratings in 15 years. How? 
by adding mobile apps to increase the viewer experience, engagement, and interaction. And I'll tell you that I was tweeting madly on my iPhone during the Academy Awards, Brent, <laughs> and I was saying, yeah, Hugo just got the third award, the fourth. Oh, darn, the artist got best actor, and he only said two words. And I was tweeting along with everybody else and having the time of my life change the entire Oscar experience for me as a consumer, as a watcher. And now we're going to bring on Mimi Spear. We have to get you in here. Mimi says mobile analytics. Ah, we've introduced a new word. Puts the brilliance and power of data in your hands at the moment you need it in the way you need to see it. The result, you get the answers you need instantly from anywhere. Welcome, Mimi Spear. How are you today? I'm doing great, Bonnie. Thanks for having me. So I'm really excited I got to go last because... I think what I want to say is really bringing all of this together, which is, you know, the effect and the focus that, that mobile has on consumers and on business. And, you know, my focus right now is business and the effect that mobile apps and mobile experiences will have on business. But I like to put it, and I kind of get it from Jeffrey Moore from his systems of engagement, but I like to say it as critical moments of engagement. So, how do you figure out what is that right critical, as a business person, I like to think about how do I figure out the critical moments of engagement where people, where the mobile device will have the most impact on a business or on the consumer at the moment they need it. So, you know, Brent mentioned in the palm of your hands, if you're not in the palm of your hands, when someone's making that purchase, you've lost an opportunity, and that's one great example. I also think of a doctor and having that tablet in the palm of their hands to really increase the patient outcome and, and really improve what the outcome of that patient will be. And I can think of hundreds of examples, but it's figuring out those right critical moments of engagement that will, I think, transform not only the enterprise, but how everyone interacts and does business. And I think that's, you know, really what Maribel mentioned it as well. That's That I think is the moment. It might not be a smartphone. It might not be a tablet. It might be a sensor. But figuring out those critical moments of engagement, I think, is the key. Thank you, Mimi. Thank you, everyone. We're heading for our first break. Boy, it really does go fast when you're having fun. I have a great panel today, and everybody's listening to each other. I love the interaction. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to Coffee Break with Game Changers. I hear that music coming. Today, we're talking about mobility goes to the mall, the hotel, the airport. Where else? Tell us. Pound sign SAP Radio. We'll be right back with much more. So don't even think of touching that dial, that mouse, however you're listening. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more not just in it for profit but to do work you find meaningful 
that adds more value to more people in more ways? Listen for Be More, Achieve More, Inspiration for the Entrepreneurial Mind with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. These people are making a difference and will help give you the motivation and insight to achieve more. Be More, Achieve More can be heard live Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag, pound sign, S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Yes, let's. And I have to tell you all, I am sitting here at my desk in my office holding the world's first ever Coffee Break with Game Changers official show mug. I have the only one because it's a first press sample, and it's adorable. And we're going to have an announcement in a week or two about a brand new website where you can go to register and get one of these. So everybody has to keep listening. Now it's time to find out coffee break. Bob Evans, what's in your cup today? Hey, Bonnie, uh, first, congrats on the new mug. That's that's wonderful. <laughs> I've never had coffee, no particular reason, just never did, And uh, I, I, but I, I've drunk a lot of stuff that's not really so good for you. So in the mornings, I try to have a banana strawberry smoothie with some orange juice. Ooh, I want one. Can you send me the recipe? Why don't you tweet the recipe to Pounce on SAP Radio Coffee, and we'll share it, Bob. I will that do that. That would be awesome. And let's go to Maribel Lopez. What are you drinking today, dear Maribel? Well, I'm on the opposite side of the fence. I happen to adore coffee. So um, where I went with it is I'm drinking a local roaster called uh, Blue Bottle Coffee, and I'm drinking something that they call Bella Donovan. I'm a uh, French press person, so I made that this morning. And I, I love the way they describe it. They describe it as the wool sweater of our blends, warm, comforting, and familiar. So that's me. Mm. Thank you very much. Brent Leary, what drinkest thou today? So I guess I'm more along the lines with Bob. I'm not a coffee drinker, um, but I do get my caffeine, and I'm here in Atlanta, so I'm a a cherry Coke kind of guy. So I actually do the cherry Coke in the morning, but in this particular instance, I went to Steak and Shake last night, and they make like 50 style cherry Coke with the real, you know, (laughs) the, 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 the serious kind of, uh, content. So I have that, got it on ice, and I'm drinking it now. Oh, you can No messing around. <laughs> what, what kind of caffeine is in that, Brent? I can only imagine. <laughs> they don't let me have caffeine on show days, and, and I'm sure you can figure out why. <laughs> Let's go to um, Mimi Spear. What are you drinking today? So I am drinking from a recent gift that I got. I used to wait in lines every single day at my nearest coffee shop, and I have a new espresso. I don't know if you guys know it, Nespresso, but it is a very cool coffee maker, and it's. Um, I'm drinking the limited edition. There's those little pods that you put in, and you just press a button, and you get a beautiful cappuccino that tastes fabulous, and I put a little cinnamon and raw sugar in it, 
And I love it because it's great. I don't wait in lines, and I have no cleanup, which is the best Wonderful. part. So my I daughter bought one. She tells me the same accolades that you just did for Nespresso. That's lovely. Now let's go to our Twitter feed. We've got on Palantine SAP Radio Coffee. Jeff is back. Welcome, Jeff. And Jeff is drinking Starbucks Dark Espresso. Ah, that suits you well. Malcolm, of course, Equator Coffees. He's a big fan. He's drinking Fair Trade Organic French Roast from Equator Coffees, robust and smoky. Ooh, Malcolm. Wendy is drinking Twining's African Rubio's Tea. That's very nice. And Kristen in Miami is drinking Grape G2 Gatorade. I had to get my arms around that one. And the lovely Margo is back. Hey, Mimi, Margo is drinking espresso as well. Decaffeinato Longo from Switzerland. Wonderful. Ooh, that's she a says good one. <laughs> There and she says mobility goes moco so low at Bob Evans. Thank you very much. So let's go back to Bob. We're going to go back in our order before Bob. What else would you like to add about this? I have so many great talking points from you here. Uh, let's see. Um, we talk about mobile business strategy, iPhones. Uh, let's talk about uh, optimizing websites for mobile commerce. Let's flip to the business side. What do you think? Yeah, Bonnie. Sure. There's uh, a, a study um, several months ago showed that um, you know some big established companies, ones that you would think you know would have the wherewithal and uh, certainly the, the market awareness to be more up on this, uh, were finding that they were losing significant um, revenue opportunities because their customers would come in to their websites via mobile devices, but their websites were not optimized for those mobile devices. So it was either much more difficult than it needed to be or an unsatisfactory experience, and uh, a lot of the customers or potential customers just went elsewhere. Um, and I think, you know, if I may touch on something that, that Mimi had mentioned, Bonnie, mm-hmm. that, that notion of the critical moments of engagement, I think that speaks exactly to that point that Mimi made. And, you know, in, in business, the way that the overall, tra- uh, you know, acceleration of business models, the way that, you know, you've got to be move at the speed of your customers and all that, these critical moments of engagement that Mimi spoke about, I think that's the perfect way to articulate the opportunity that you, companies today, they're either going to seize it or they're going to miss it, and uh, it's, it, they're not going to get a second chance. And, and Bob, I'm going to assume here that we're talking about every size company, from startups, companies that are a gleam in an entrepreneur's eye or in their, their empty wallet, all the way up to LE Large Enterprise, that this is something everybody has to embrace. It's, it's the mode. It's the groundwork for succeeding in business. Would you agree? Yeah, Bonnie, and you know what's funny with that? I think there's probably a lot of small companies doing it much better because they don't have that leeway. And sometimes, even in big companies that have been real successful, that long-term success can haunt them a little because they come in and they'll say things like, oh, we don't do it that way. Or I, I talk to customers all the time. None of the customers I talk to want to do business with us in, in that fashion. But they're, they're, they're missing, I think, the, the new opportunities they have, new people come to do business with them or some of their traditional customers who have suddenly made a pretty distinct flip. You know, uh, Brent's story about with his parents over the holidays there, uh, mm-hmm. this is hitting everybody of every age, and I think companies – who sit still or try to pretend that, you know, won't happen to me. They're, they're just, uh, in they're, the dark. They're burying their they're head the- under their pillow or in the sand. Exactly. And I want to bring Maribel into this conversation. Maribel, you told me mobile isn't about the devices or the operating systems. It's about defining what processes benefit from portability and context. Let's bring those two big terms in here. Portability and context. Can you help me with this? 
Yeah, so one of the things that is, is really quite frustrating to me is um, enterprises come to me and they want to talk to me about mobilizing an app, right? And really that's not what they're trying to do. Uh, what they really need to think about, and, and this in some ways surprises me that, that they haven't gotten there yet, is that people use mobile devices differently and you can't take what existed on a desktop, to Bob's point about the, uh, the mobile web, and put it either as a mobile web page or take the applications that you had as a desktop and stick it on a smartphone or a tablet. And even desktop virtualization, do I really want my iPad to look like a Windows machine? So I think people have missed the essence of what, what do you want to do on a mobile device? How do you use it? It's a couple of clicks to something. You touch, mm -hmm. touch, there's something that happens. You get data, you get information, you buy a pair of shoes, whatever it is. Um, it has to be quick and seamless, and it has to be designed to run in that environment of it's touch-activated, it's voice-activated, it's browsing. You're not going to go eight menus down a website rat hole to get one piece of data and then need to do it again to get the second piece of data and do that human processing. We need to eliminate some of that human processing that we had in the computing world. Good point, and and I know Brent wants to jump in here. Brent uh, told me that using mobile and social to show customers you respect their time is so important for businesses today, and you have a, some great examples with the Mazda case study. Brent, why don't you jump in here? Well, yeah, it was really interesting because, uh, okay, I, I, we probably all have bought a car and have had to deal with a car salesman, and in some instances a used car salesman, and chances are we may not have had uh, walked away with a really good impression of that experience. And so uh, what was interesting about what Mazda did is they wanted to improve the customer experience uh, right in the, in the showroom, and they also wanted to uh, create a better overall opportunity for a salesperson to, to be able to give the kind of information right on the spot that a customer is going to be looking for and asking about. And, and they know that I think the, the, the number was either 70, 80 percent of the folks who come into the showroom have already done their research online via the web. And so what they wanted to do was to be able to uh, have outfit a salesperson with the uh, information right at their disposal so they didn't have to go back and forth running and looking at catalogs and, and losing a potential customer. So they created... A, they call it their, their iPad sales experience application. So it was an application that ran on an iPad that they outfitted their sales reps with. And so every piece of information about the vehicle they sold was available to the sales rep right on the iPad. So when somebody came in to look at a car, if they had a question about it, they didn't have to go back into the office and look in a catalog. They had the information right there. And in a lot of instances, it, it justified in the mind of the seller, oh, these people, they actually, you know, we saw some of this information. It, it maps of what we see, and it also pro they're also providing deeper information. They don't get disconnected from the salesperson because the salesperson is right there and has the information. If they ask a question, they're able to get the information quickly. And what Mazda found was not only did it improve the experience and, and cut down on the sales time, but it also improved the, uh, the thought of, of what the salesperson was. They were very professional. They weren't, uh, you know, the traditional kind of salesperson experience. They felt like it was a better experience because it was information that they felt good about, they had seen, and it mapped, and it got even more detailed. And so what they found was it was, it was actually improving close rates. 
Very good. And and Mimi has something to say. And Mimi, I know I'm bringing you in here at the end of this segment, but we're going to open the next segment with you. So never fear. You have some great <laughs> examples of mobility in the field. But what I'd like you to talk about before we close here, Mimi, is you, you told me that Gartner says 33%, more than 33% of analytics will be consumed on mobile devices for business. And 50% of organizations that Gartner surveyed plan to deploy mobile apps in the next 12 months. That's huge. Talk to us a little bit about that and take us. Well, we have two minutes, so go ahead, Mimi. Yeah, thanks, Bonnie. So I think, you know, as, again, I, it's, it's fun going last because you get to, to make points about everyone else, everyone else is saying, and everyone's kind of leading me into the perfect answer. So, you know, I think that mobility for the enterprise is really will revolutionize decision-making, and it will do that similar to, if anyone is familiar with the business intelligence history, 20 years ago, business intelligence came out, and even 40 years ago, business applications came out. And, you know, Maribel really put, put it well to say that it's about transforming how people do business in the moment. It's those, I, you know, I, I say it again, it's those critical moments of engagement. And business intelligence on a desktop isn't very fun. If you look at the apps on the desktop, I mean, they're fine, but typically analysts use business intelligence. And today, only about 10% of business people use business intelligence. And by the year, by 2013, that's going to grow substantially because people are taking advantage of the form factor of the mobile device, of the fact that anyone can now get answers on the go. So people don't even know that it is business intelligence or analytics. They're just getting their answers they need in the moment they need it, whether it be a salesperson about a customer, whether it be you know, a truck driver trying to figure out where to park to do a delivery. I, there's a company that I'm working with that has given truck drivers the, a mobile device to tell them exactly where to park to minimize parking tickets and to mm. minimize the time it takes to deliver things um, in a window when they are committed to deliver in a specific, you know, window of time. So there are hundreds of critical moments of engagement we can enable. A lot of this, believe it or not, is analytics, and we just don't think of it that way, but it is. So that's why, you know, a third of analytics will be on a mobile device in 2013, but what's really profound is by 2015, 80% is what Garner is saying and, and what many are saying that analytics will be performed on a mobile device. Great points, Mimi. Thank you. And we're at the end of this segment. Can you believe the show is half over? I, I hate this part because it means we've got to start counting down to the end. We have so much more to say about mobility today. And I want to welcome Mila. Milia, uh, thank you for joining us on the show today. I see you said great point. Show customers you respect their time by building a better mobile experience. Thanks for tweeting. And Joan, welcome, Joan. She's drinking Pete's House Blend while she listens to us talking about taking mobility to the mall, the hotel, and the airport. We have so much more coming after the break. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Join me on the other side. We'll hear from Maribel and Mimi and Bob and Brent. So don't even think of touching that dial. Coming back at you in two minutes. Drink up. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com what does a visual workplace mean to you how does it contribute to operational excellence and what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place listen to the visual workplace work that makes sense to find out Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag, pound sign, S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Yes, Les, and I just want to read a tweet here. Malcolm says, waiter, I'll have what Bob's having. <laughs> Bob, you got a, got a good one there. We're going to open this segment with Mimi Spear. Mimi, you say that in the past, analytics, that big A word, was only used by analysts or power users, but with the new experience on mobile devices for people in the field, they can now get answers about their business on the go. So let's take that theme into data, big data, in memory. Let's talk a little tech talk, if you don't mind. Go ahead. <clears throat> sure, Bonnie. Thanks. So, you know, I I think about the combination of mobility, analytics, and in-memory computing. You can even throw cloud in there if you want to. And the impact becomes even more profound. So, you know, you don't think about what happens when there are billions and billions of rows of data and the opportunity that you can crunch that data in half a second and get answers. The real opportunity is being able to leverage different types of data. So if you think about geospatial data and sonar data and being able to manage machine to machine and being able to understand, you know, customer sentiment and, and understanding behaviors and being able to not only understand it but react in a, in a half a second and get the information in someone's hand in that critical moment of engagement. I hate to keep saying it, but it's, it, to me it's, it's really is, it summarizes exactly what mobile apps can do um, and, and, and really 
you know, taking it to the next level so that people get answers immediately. I'll give one example, and that is mm-hmm. government organizations want to use mobile devices to respond to natural disasters. The information comes so quickly. There is a ton of information. You have to predict whether that natural disaster is actually going to happen, where it's going to happen, who it's going to affect, and then you need to collaborate across different government organizations and be able to respond immediately. So one example, but I can talk to hundreds of examples when you get into the consumer space and when you get into oil and gas and when you get into any geospatial you know, example. So it becomes very interesting to bring together in-memory computing, mobility, and analytics. Bob Bevins, why don't you jump in here from your perspective as strategic communications for SAP. I know you're, you've covered the business technology world. As a primary analyst and blogger for Information Week, I'm sure your eyes were wide open there. So what do you think about what Mimi is bringing up? Yeah, I think that, you know, the, really at the heart of what Mimi's describing here is in, in some ways, uh, you know, this democratization of data, right? That, that for so long we had these uh, specialized people who created analytics reports and it took them several hours or several days, and they'd come out of there, you know, their gold-wrapped package, and only two people in the company could see it, and the rest of the people had to guess about it. So now mm-hmm. we're getting this information about customers, about opportunities, about trends, about opportunities out into the hands of people in the field, people developing products and so forth like that. And I think what we're going to see there is custom, uh, companies being much more attuned to what they should be doing instead of guessing and hoping that six months down the road when the, you know, big muckety-mucks get their analytics reports that it turns out that the guesses they made were okay. So that gap, Bonnie, between uh, decision or action and some indication of performance is going to sh- really come down, and those technologies that, that Mimi had described uh, touch on that. I, I think that the point that Brent made about March Madness really plays right into this. They were able to get those ratings. And, I, you know, here's an example. We see how mobile is changing the way individuals consume products in, in so many ways. My uh, younger daughter is a senior in college, and she and her friends in their apartment during the tournament set up a war room. They called it with iPads, and they had a big screen MacBook Pro. So they were, could watch all the games all the time. And they had mm-hmm. friends coming over, and you know, somebody said, hey, I have a 22-inch monitor. I'll bring that. We'll plug it in. So maybe a lot of these things are unanticipated. I, I'm not sure if the NCAA expected this, but if they find these things out more quickly, they can adapt those on the fly and turn those into information that lets them do a better job for their consumers. Thank Bonnie, you. Can I jump in here? Yeah, please do, Brent. Uh, I just wanted to throw a couple of numbers out, um, and this is – I worked on the March Madness on Demand project last year, and this was the first, the 2011 was the first year that they had an iPad and iPhone apps that allowed you to basically stream any game you wanted at any time. And so uh, they, they released it. it was, they were the number one apps for both the iPhone and iPad the, fer- the very first two days out of the gate. 36% of all the streams were from the iPad and iPhone apps over that first weekend, uh, average of 92.9 minutes per daily unique visitor that first weekend, and they saw a 63% increase in total visits across all MMOD uh, products, either the web, uh, mobile, and, 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 and that was really fascinating. And then it, it, it basically totaled 13.7 million total hours of live streaming last year. Oh. Uh, now, what's fascinating is, 36% of all that came from the iPad and iPhone apps, 
which were just brand new. And when you think of uh, what a, a billion people having internet access, and, and so most people were going to a website and viewing, but only what at that time maybe 20 million people had iPads, maybe, probably not even that. And of course, there are more people had iPhones, but it's a fraction of the overall pe- way people were accessing the web. And that small fraction made up 36% of the streams last year. It'll be really interesting to see what happens this year because now they have an Android um, app, too, so you can watch it on multiple devices. Thanks, Brad. Good points. And, and I want to turn back to Maribel. You, you have told me that mobile, this is very interesting, mobile is not an overlay network. It is the business. In 10 years, no one will talk about quote, the mobile network, it will be a seamless blending of connectivity. Let's hear a little more about that, Maribel. Yeah, and I want to pick up on a couple of things that the other folks said as well. Um, So if we look back at what, um, actually what everybody's been talking about, I think there's a progression we need to think about with mobile. You know, one of the really beneficial things that people are doing that doesn't sound so sexy is just what I call paper to glass. So they're moving forms, uh, forms to tablets. They're moving price books to tablets. So that's sort of stage one. Um, stage two is where you start to integrate that with your business processes. I was talking to one pharmaceutical company. They basically put their logging of samples on an iPad and connected that to their back-end system so they could do billing, and they shaped 45 days off of their receivables in a trial. Not to mention they captured extra revenue as a result of the fact that everything was logged when it got dropped off because oftentimes with long numbers, the salespeople just didn't put in all the numbers. So that's connecting it to to, to your business processes. Um, one of the things that Mimi was picking up on with this real-time or near-real-time analytics, I think people need to think about not just data that's in their organization, but data across organizations, so things that are available on the web. So there, there was an example of parking that was brought up. So imagine if I have my device, my device knows my calendar, it knows from Google Maps or traffic's data that I'm running late, it tells me I have to leave now, it tells me where the parking is, and it sends a text message or some alert to the person that I'm meeting that I'm going to be late. And that's creation of a contextual service that's data that you own and also data that's available in the cloud. So I think we're going to start to move to that progression. And mobile being an overlay is really that people think of mobile as a separate network and I do this on my PC and I do this on my mobile. And eventually they'll get to the notion of uh, you're just going to do business processes on all kinds of devices and it's what does that process look on look like on the device that the person's using in the palm of their hand at that point. You know, Thanks, Mary. It's really interesting, you know, that you're saying that because I, I say the same thing to my customers about just the fact that this is a journey, and it sounds overwhelming when you hear these really rich examples that people are doing today, and, and you can't imagine actually being able to do that with your business. But it is a journey, and I like the way you put that with the paper to glass, and then you know, integrating your business process, and then really finding those opportunities across data, across um, organizations, across the business network to create those use cases that really then make that profound impact. Bonnie, can I jump in with a comment here? Yes, please do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you think about the, the, the topic here, you know, mobile goes to all the, these different business locations, the, the, the mall, the airport, the hotel, and so forth like that. You know, what, what everybody, I think, at, at some point is getting to as well, is for as wild as some of the changes are now, it's really just at the beginning of this. 
Um, mm-hmm. Maribel had alluded early on, and maybe her opening comments, to what happens when you start to get this isn't just a mobile phone or a tablet, but when you start having sensors embedded in your mm-hmm. washing machine, in your shirts, mm-hmm. in your car, in everything that you have. And this, so this, this, uh, this volume, incredible volume of data, and I think Mimi had touched on it, what are going to be the types of systems and technologies that sit at the back end that are able to capture all this stuff that will be thousands of times more dense than it is today and can make sense of this and get the right information to the right people at the right time? So it's, we're, we're really just at the beginning of this almost science fiction adventure. You know, I, I want to do a jumping-off point here, Bob, What you mentioned the word adventure. I'm going to add an E-word to this conversation, excitement. I still find this exciting, talking to all of you and hearing your perspective and your deep knowledge of the industry. We've talked about how mobility benefits businesses in terms of saving time and helping them gather information, pushing it out to the customer, how the customers are excited to get this better experience. They know more. The salesperson, as Brent points out, even in a car dealership, is more professional. They can answer the person's questions faster. I hear the sales cycle compressing. I hear businesses being able to develop faster and getting things to market faster at potentially lower cost. I find this exciting. Does anybody agree with me that it's it's not just ho-hum, we're in mobility. This is, wow, look at what we're doing. Uh, Bob, do you experience that in, in your writing and your journalism? Do you see that people are still psyched about this? I, I think so, Bonnie. And one of the reasons is, first, it's fun. It's eye-opening. It's informative and educational in some ways. But as individuals, I think what a lot of this, this mobile technology and the mobile business models are doing, it's really tipping the the buyer-seller equation dramatically in favor of the buyer. Uh, businesses used to hold the advantage because they knew more about their products, what was available, in what size, mm-hmm. what color, what price, and what were my competitors selling at. Well, all of a sudden, when those walls come down, the buyer knows as much or more than the sellers. That, that creates you know fantastic opportunities for consumers. There you go. Fantastic, exciting adventures. And we are moving to our last segment after the next break. When we come back, crystal ball time. I'll be asking my four panelists, business as we know it is changing. Look into your crystal ball and predict how mobility will continue to evolve. And let's look ahead to 2017. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. When we come back, we'll do the crystal ball with Bob, Maribel, Brent, and Mimi. Take it away, Brad. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP. 
SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag, pound sign, S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. And here we go. It's time to take this discussion. We've been talking about the past and the present, and now we're going to go future forward five years to 2017. Bob Evans, mobility five years from today. What will it look like, feel like? What do you see? Well, Bonnie, when you invite the uh, this incredible panel back, not me, but the others back in five years, I think it won't be mobility goes to the mall, the hotel, the airport. It will be mobility is in your washing machine and in your refrigerator. Um, Say I'm at home and, you know, I'm ready to put uh, a fancy shirt in the washing machine. I think as mobility morphs from what we know it now to connectedness of all sorts of things, the washing machine is going to read the sensor in my shirt that says, do not put in the washing machine. The washing machine is going to say, hey, Bozo, stop. You know, we're going to destroy that shirt. Uh, when I reach for that potato salad in the refrigerator, the refrigerator is going to scan the date the, uh, you know, go bad date on the potato salad and said, pal, don't eat that. You're going to, uh, you'll be running to the hospital real quick. So think of all this stuff when it goes beyond, uh, you know, the devices and so forth like that to permeate our lives and all the things we interact with throughout the day. Thanks, Bob. I'm just hoping it doesn't get to the point where the refrigerator says to me, I just put an automatic lock on the door. You only <laughs> ate 20 minutes ago, Bonnie. No more for you. No way. Two. That, oh, thank God. Thank God. Okay, let's go to Maribel Lopez. Five years from now, what will it look like, Maribel? Well, I'm wondering if Bob's gonna, Bob's clothes is going to tell him if he should wear a shirt or not because it's ugly. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Um, I hope <laughs> But, but as an aside, um, a gentleman from Frog made a really interesting comment and in that, you know, right now we go to computing and that computing will live around you in the future, like you'll live inside computing. So mm-hmm. I think of it as screens are everywhere and your services are portable um, across the different screens in your house, but also across the screens as you go other places. You can take them with you to the hotel, to the mall, to other people's offices. Thank you very much. Let's go to Brent Leary from your perch in the CRM world. What do you see in five years for mobility? Brent, I know you have a lot to say. The perch, I like that. Um, <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm, I'm going to go out on, uh, and we haven't mentioned the, the three-letter word NFC, uh, not football, but the NFC chips. And so I'm thinking in the next couple of years that 
Apple is going to finally put these things, these NFC chips, in the devices. And once they do, it's going to create a snowball effect. And I think hopefully what it will do is allow for a really rich communication of information sharing between device to device, uh, making it easier and more creative for people to find ways to really engage each other by uh, in, in, in creating better and more inf- in entertaining data that will go through the devices just by putting them together or by holding it up and seeing that little chip on a movie uh, poster and getting all sorts of interesting content. So I'm hoping that NFC finally takes off and and really allows people to be even more creative about engaging and, and creating better experiences. Thank you, Brent. And let's turn to Mimi Spear. Always last, but always wonderful. <laughs> Mimi, what do you have to say? 2017, it's almost here. If you blink, it'll be five years from now. And Bob, you will be back with us in five years. Mimi, what do you think? Yeah, so I think, you know, just at least from the analytics perspective, and which is always exciting for me since I've been in it for 20 years, I think analytics will finally be a seamless part of everything we do. You know, um, Bob mentioned the sensors that will be part of the wash machines and analyzing, you know, when the shirt should come out or if the shirt should be washed at all. I think that that will be a profound impact. But I think on our lives is where we'll all feel it. I think, you know, healthcare will be improved. You know, we could even see longevity in lives and, and things like that, which will, and, you know, I mentioned that the government's a national disaster. I mean, if we could respond quicker, you know, what is the impact? If we could, you know, understand things like that that really make a profound impact on environment, on safety, on health, I think that is where we're really going to see differences by 2017 even. So, Thank you. Thanks. I'm going to do a couple of shout-outs here to some people who are responsible for this show. We're going to talk about what's coming up next, and I think we might have a 20-second wrap-up for each of my guests. I have a surprise question for you. So April 4th, we're going to talk next week about how to build a BI strategy. That's business intelligence. Very important for your company. April 11th, we're going to turn to manufacturing, the factory of the future. Talk about big data in memory computing. What is going on on that shop floor that can help you do it better, faster, cheaper, more attuned to what your customers need and what your business needs? April 18th, a completely different topic we've never covered here on Coffee Break with Game Changers. The sweet and sour, or yin and yang, if you like, of getting investors. Do's and don'ts of making the deal. We have some people who are angels and VC, venture capitalists. We're going to talk to them and find out a topic we've just never covered before. I want to say Thank you to Patricia Harris, Joan Sherlock, Malcolm Kimberlin, Margot Heiligman, Wendy Ann Nesbeth, Carolyn Brock, the team at the Business Channel. A special shout-out to Ryan, Michael, and Brad at the Business Channel. You've been great this week. So my surprise question is, I love to ask this one, Bob Evans, 20 seconds, Twitter, will it be here in five years? And what will people be doing with it besides tweeting about what we're talking about on the radio today? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's become a force in the consumer world, business world, media, and so forth. I think we'll be, uh, they'll try to get into some richer content, not just be the things that we talk about, but the medium through which we consume more types of media. Thank you very much. Maribel, I know you have a position on this. Twitter, five years from now, will it be mostly business? Will it still be, oh, yawn, I woke up and I stretched and I forgot where I put my socks last night? Who's going to be tweeting? Uh I think everybody will be tweeting. I'm not sure it'll be Twitter, right? Uh, I think the concept will actually pervade into lots of different applications. 
Interesting. Okay, can't wait. We got to get you back and talk more about that. Brent Leary, you must know something about this. Twitter, will it be part of the whole CRM experience? Will it be part of mobile devices that everybody will just be born with Twitter knowledge? What do you think? Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I just think that as long as we're humans and humans want to interact and communicate on any number of subjects, uh, a platform like Twitter will be will be there. So, yeah. That's a boring Damn. answer, but yeah. And Mimi, what do you think? Twitter, Twitter, Mimi? Mimi? Yeah, so I think that social communication is going to definitely evolve. I think Twitter will exist. I think that it will, it will transform. I think people want to communicate in the most efficient way and get their word out, um, more efficiently than email. So I truly believe that email will actually become less significant and I think social communication like Twitter will become even more significant and transform. Wonderful. You are a phenomenal panel. Thank you so much to my very special and very smart guests, Bob Evans, Maribel Lopez, Brent Leary, Mimi Spear. All take a bow, a virtual bow. It's been my pleasure welcoming you to Coffee Break with Game Changers today. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you next week right here on the Business Channel. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.